Hello and welcome to Art for the People, your podcast on arts and culture, engaging with African writers, artists, and thinkers. I am your host, Molara Wood. The setting of this episode is Morocco. An evening in late February and a gathering at the Salman Marrakesh for a dinner party in celebration of visual artist Victor Eikameno's 50th birthday. Unbeknownst to us, it was a kind of last gasp before the great lockdown brought upon us all by the coronavirus pandemic. At the Salman Marrakesh that night, Amidst the glamour, speeches, food and wine, and music, the idea came up, one person to another. Why don't some of us, friends and associates of Victor Ekameno, sit down, here and now, this night, for a conversation about the artist and his work, and the intersections with our own lives. As we say in Nigerian Pidgin, like play like play and so it was that up to 14 of us moved away from the party to go look for a quiet place to talk we ended up in the beautiful gardens of the Selman Marrakesh it was getting dark and cold but we were undeterred we settled down for the conversation and it went something like this This is Art for the People podcast. We're in Marrakesh for artist uh, Victor Ekameno's 50th birthday celebration. And we have here uh, people who have had long association with him over the years, either as um, fellow artists or writers or collectors, patrons in general, and so on and so forth. And we're going to have people uh, introduce themselves and then we're going to open up the conversation and allow the conversation to flow that way. So I think we'll start with uh, Kola Aino. My name is Kola Aino. I'm a technology entrepreneur, an investor and a lover of art. I've known Victor for a couple of years. Um, first as I met Victor in the line of business um, where we, we were both as he says, hustling and um, doing what we what we had to do to make a living. Um, I, I was a collector at the time, but I was collecting what I could afford. Several years later, I've grown to become a friend, uh, uh, a, a, a follower of his work, and um, a whiskey partner. Victor is someone that I, I can go visit his studio and and have whiskey and anamala. Uh, but talk about life, art, and the pleasures that we, that we both enjoy. And so um, I'm, I'm enthused to be here today, and um, I look forward to the conversation. Great. My name is Ike, and I'm a human being. I'm a recipient of Victor's excessive generosity. Um, I met him 
online in a group called Creativity, which was a group of Nigerian writers and artists online, a Yahoo group started by Shola back probably about 2002. And, you know, there were many people there and Creativity was very vibrant. But what struck me was when I went to the U.S. for the first time, I think it was in 2003, um, somehow Victor Hedda was in town in New York and he got in touch and he rang me and he said, is there any way I can come and see you or you can come down to see me? It wasn't possible at the time, but I just remember that sort of extraordinary act of um, personal connection where someone you had met online took the trouble of wanting to actually um, get in touch and um, I think we didn't actually physically meet for a couple of years after that and then since then you know like as Kola says you know Victor has become a friend um, someone you know I call his studio in Lagos one of my happy places in the world you know when I'm just there I just feel completely at home I can you know, just talk and eat and drink and meet all kinds of wonderful people. You know, it's like what I always dreamed of as a child, of a life of meeting interesting people and being with interesting mm-hmm. people. And Victor is just so open-hearted, so generous, um, so calm, but also so um, <clears throat> well-read. The other thing we actually have in common is that one of his inspirations into his art was the Nsoka School of Art. And I grew up in Nsoka as a child. And so to find someone who was familiar with a lot of the artists like Obia Rudechuku, um, Taya Denaike, people that I had grown up knowing and someone who knew about them and could talk about them. And we have that connection as well. And yeah, I just think Victor is an extraordinary human being and being here in Marrakesh and being able to share in what is a really special weekend um, and also thankful for all that has happened in our lives since we first met. Mm. Um, it's great to be here. My name is Tony Khan. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I met Victor on Creativity. Um, and I've been 2001 or two. Um, I remember when his father died, he came to uh, Nigeria and stayed with me. Um, and then I went to America and um, he asked me to come over to his place and we had a great time and um, I remember um, something happened in America I'd, I'd gone shopping and came back and he, he came back in the room and said oh what did you buy uh, I said the bags are in the room and like bags so he got in there um, I, had, I, had bought, I had bought like 10 pesos for my, for my ex-wife and like what do you do in Nigeria? I said, I work. He's like, I can buy kind of in America in one day. I said, yeah, I'm coming back to Nigeria. And I'm coming back to Nigeria. <laughs> so, um, so um, fast forward a few years, he was back in Nigeria. And, um, you know, um, we're hanging out almost every night. He, he had a room in my house where, where we come to Victor's room. And then he got a, a house just down the road from my house. And, you know, so we moved from friends to... To brothers, um, I I write about his work quite a bit, and um, his his growth as an artist has always fascinated me. You know the way he's reinvented himself and transformed himself almost every year. Something new happens. I've tried like to 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 track the way, the, the way his work is going, and um, it, it's very interesting. Um, so this opportunity to celebrate him in Marrakesh was in something that I couldn't have missed. Uh, and um, 
it, it, it's it's funny how everybody talks about the whiskey and the amala and hanging out in his studio um it was it was something he talked about when he first came back i wanted to have like some kind of a salon yeah. where people come in yeah. and you know and yeah. chill and talk about yeah. art and yeah. books and stuff and it, it, it's happening yeah. so um when i think about victor I, I think about the the power of dreams and the possibilities that are inherent yeah. in those dreams yeah. if you yeah. work um hard at them so he 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 i mean for a few years between two thousand um three and ten or twelve my house was like a, a halfway house for people coming back from america and once they came and spent the weekend i i, I would tell my ex that this one this, this one this, i mean this one is going back to america because when the lights went up, like ah, ah no light. Uh, even though I had an inverter, but you know, but Victor came back and like, well, there's light, there's no light. Well, there are mosquitoes, no mosquitoes. We're like, I'm back and we die here. Uh, my name is Akio Ebody. Uh, I'm a public servant. Um, so I first met Victor through my now personal assistant, some guy called Tolo Um So part of his job then. He's been my peer for a very long time. <laughs> and I hope this message gets to him. So please, mention him on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, to make sure he hears this part. Um, but one of his jobs as my peer was to ensure I meet... You know, then I should meet all sorts of interesting people. Um, I can't remember where we first met. I think it was Terra Culture. Um, that used to be a total nice home at the time. So his job was bring interesting people and make sure I meet them. Um, but then later, you know, Victor's studio became a place where I ate free Amala. Um, and I tried to bend him to ensure that, you know, I'm not so much of a whiskey drinker. Um, so I managed to convince him to buy me some Armenian brandy. Um, and so that's how we started drinking Ararat. Um, and uh, it's very interesting. So the way it works is that when uh, Victor buys me Ararat, I take it to my house. When I buy him Ararat, I take it to his studio and we drink it together. Um, but I think when I first met him, was a, was a journalist. I, even, I didn't even know he was an artist. I didn't know any other part, you know. So I knew him two, three, four next. That was primarily what he was. Um, so it's been interesting just exploring and finding out, you know, the incredible talent. Um, he's my favorite photographer. Um, I say that all the time. Everyone deserves a photographer like him. So we're sitting in here yesterday. Um, and the light was very interesting, you know. And he just said to me, you know, sit down, sit, sit in this way. You know, directed the stuff in all of two minutes. Took what is probably like my best photo of 2020. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't, I won't have missed this for the world. Um, I think people deserve to be celebrated, um, especially exceptional people like him. Um, and I think the common theme, and Ike says it very clearly, his generosity for me is, uh, is what I what I take out of this, you know, and it's a lesson for me to also learn to be more generous. So I think one of the gifts that Victor has given to me personally is just to teach, teach generosity. It doesn't, it comes to him effortlessly. I don't know how he does it, uh, but that's one thing I want to take away from this. Thank you. Hello, my name is Kyle Diadebola. I'm Victor's friend and collaborator. Uh, and I'm not used to calling people who are two decades older than me by their name. Um, but Victor is really one of my closest friends and it's really odd um, to have this kind of relationship with someone who is so much older um, but it's also just a testament to the kind of person that he is I first met Victor probably around 2013 2014 uh, through my friend Adirile uh, they both lured me into becoming an art collector 
uh, and now I'm, I've sort of grown into it. I think Victor is probably one of the artists whose work I collect the most. Um, not only because I'm biased as his friend, but also because I really like what he produces. And I'm also not afraid to not like certain things that he produces because he's the kind of person where you can actually be yourself, you can express yourself. And he's really just a jolly good fellow. His family has more or less become my family. I remember when I got married two years ago, he was in Ibadan for all of one week with his entire family. Uh, two suites later and a lot of bills later, Victor had no complaints whatsoever um, and gave me a present that's probably the biggest uh, piece in my collection today. Uh, I'm not saying this so that other people can go and ask Victor to give, her, give them the type. <laughs> um, but it really just... <laughs> but I'm, I'm truly glad and joyful in my heart to have a friend like Victor. Uh, I think the best way for me to describe him is that he's a man for all seasons. Uh, in the good times, in the bad times... In the medium times, Victor is always there. He's a mentor and an advisor. And he looks out for me. He's always got my back. And those, Victor's, my friendship with Victor is among the friendships that I cherish the most. Uh, so this is a perfect opportunity to celebrate with him. Because I can never pay him back for his kindness to me. I think that one of the things that I owe him is to always be there um, just as he has been for me. Um, my name is Ugoma Adegoke. When I met Victor, my name was Ugoma Ebila. And my name will always be these two names. We're still not exactly sure about the precise moment we met. But one of the, one of the re recurring stories that Victor likes to tell publicly is about um, his, one of his exhibitions. I think this was in his transition period where he was still trying to decide whether he was going to be uh, a Lagos dwelling artist or a Maryland dwelling artist was his exhibition at Terra Culture. Uh, I recall this was one of the first times I ever thought about spending like significant funds that I couldn't, of course, afford on a piece. Um, he recalls my Afro being a very formidable force <laughs> that made him think about the possibilities of being in Nigeria and being in Lagos, this place where Bohemians lived, where naturalistas lived. And I think that this was an inspiration. It's interesting that at the same time, I went on to found a, a space and a life and, and a community called the Life House, where um, Victor, of course, became a firm friend and member and where a lot of people who are here today actually um, I developed my relationships with in the course of my work um, as a curator and general esteeth and sofa head house girl for the arts um, I find that I'm often depleted of energy and um, Victor is one person who I feel is truly my senior He's my senior in terms of the generosity. He's my senior in terms of his real passion and dedication to ensuring that um, we all engage in this art space which transcends us. He understands that art is longer than life. He lives it. And um, it's, my, it's the thing that we have most in common. We don't see often 
because now we're both really, really, really busy. But it's always nice to remember the early days. I was interviewed yesterday and I was, Tony Khan was, of course, bombing my interview as he always does and uh, bombing pictures, which is what he loves to do the most. But it was interesting to just talk about the old days, you know, Lagos 13, 12, 11 years ago was very different to Lagos now. Um, all this art that we're enjoying and we're, we're seeing and we're, we're reveling in was not there. And there were a few people um, who laid the grounds. Victor Hikamino is one of them. Um, I'm so excited to know him. I'm, I'm honored to know him. Um, our relationship keeps going back and forth as a presenter and a curator, as a collector, as a beggar for the art at new prices that we can no longer afford <laughs> compared to when we first uh, started on this journey. Um, I'm also very fortunate to have him as my personal photographer. Victor is really in love with uh, archiving and documenting people. And uh, I'm fortunate to also have some of my best photographs um, taken by Victor Hikameno, who himself is a great photographer. And we need to also explore this, uh, the, the photographer that is Victor in an exhibition one day soon. Um, his family, um, his daughter, his son, his wife have become my family so much so that my, my sister is so close to Victor and his family and they lived in Maryland at, at, uh, at the time when my sister lived in Maryland, so much Maryland, so that US. in Maryland, US, Maryland, USA. Yes. Um, and his, his children, his children, his children, um, call my sister auntie. They call Victor calls my sister his twin in because their birthdays are a day apart. Um, she's still the only Abila who has ever received a free gift from Victor. Um, and this is again just like Kaide said, not something that you you don't you don't you don't push for gifts from artists. Somehow the artist gives you what he wants to give you. And so my big family, um, the Abila family, the Adego family, is so grateful to have Victor in our lives. Um, he's one safe place I can go to, yes, for the Amala and for the drinks, but also for advice because Victor has become this mammoth of an artist and, and, a, and a creative personality that even I still need him. Um, he gives me advice on how to package myself. He gives me advice on things to do and not to do. He encourages me. Um, and... Uh, yeah, coming to Marrakesh, didn't, you don't really need a, an excuse to come to Marrakesh. But for Victor, it was so easy to decide to be here to celebrate with him and his family. I'm really proud of him. Um, I'm proud to have been in Cape Town and seen his magnificent sculpture. Randomly, as I was having tea, and he was probably somewhere in Indonesia. Um, he's the most hardworking person I know. Um, newness, which as, 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 I, as he said, is like at the heart of his practice and his life, is so inspiring to me. And he inspires me and I think many of us here to keep pushing and keep opening new doors. Um, as long as you're breathing, you have new realities to make every day. And he does this through his art. And I look forward to the next 50, as I said um, to you a few days ago. Um, and just to just put it, you know, make it again, bring it back home. A few days ago, I was in the Royal Academy looking at Picasso's exhibition um, of his works on paper. And one of the profound moments I would say, even maybe in Victor's, uh, Victor and I's journey together was his exhibition where he revealed the perforations that have become 
such beloved um, objects to all of us um, as Nigerian collectors and Nigerian upholders of the culture. And so I thought about Victor as I was watching uh, and seeing the Picasso works. And I just kept thinking that I can't wait to, I can't wait for the day there will be a retrospective on Victor. Um, his works on paper, his works on canvas, his works, his, his works in writing, his thoughts, his ideas, his books. Um, happy birthday, Victor. Um, I wish you every single thing that you wish for yourself. And I look forward to this journey as your friend and uh, fellow esthetes and cultural warrior. My name is Ron Isichain. I'm a visual artist. I met Victor in this line of, in this call of duty. He's been a friend, a collaborator, and um, we have encouraged each other, even though I was in this business before Victor came back from America. And um, I have been part of um, his success so far, and he's been part of mine as well, and we have been good collaborators in every way. Everybody keeps talking about Victor, and I'm like, yes. And I remember once Victor came to London, I was in school in London. And I've stayed in London for two years, I never ate Nigerian food. <laughs> and Victor, Victor came the first day, we were staying in the same hotel. The next day, he told me, no, that I must break that jinx. He must break that jinx today, he must eat Nigerian food. I told Victor, the only place to find Nigerian food today is Peckham, and I don't have any reason going there. I said, no, we must go to Peckham today, even if we have to trek. We go to Peckham. Apparently, he knows Peckham more than me. <laughs> he worked in Peckham. I think it was from Peckham he went to America. <laughs> so, all the joints I know in Peckham, Victor knows them. <laughs> He knows even the, he remembers their names. I said, so why did you force me to come here if you know? He said, he doesn't know the road here. We ended up eating Nigerian food. I ate um, a bar. He ate pounded yam. And the next day, he said, we must go back there. I said, Victor, you're on your own. <laughs> Victor is crazy for Nigerian food and every other thing he believes in. And he's very crazy about friendships as well. And um, he goes um, to every length to keep his friends. And um, I can say that very much about Victor. And um, it's been a privilege knowing Victor. I wish you a happy celebration. And welcome to the Golden Club. We've been waiting for you. Thank you. Okay, so my name is Ayotola Jagun. And um, I actually got introduced to Victor through my sister, Abby who claims today that I stole her friend. She got to know him before me. But my first introduction to Victor was reading Excuse Me. I loved it. I think I read it in a day because I'm quite an avid reader. And my first real meeting with Victor was in his house in Lecky. He actually opened his doors to me to come in and showed me his gallery and we went through all his works and... I'm one of the Victor groupies in terms of, like, I like to call myself his groupie in terms of a collector of his work and of his works. What do I love about Victor? His humility, people have spoken about it. I have introduced uh, or called, I've had calls to call Victor to say, I'm mentoring this young lady and she's really interested in art and, you know, I'd love for you to meet her and kind of like talk to her and advise her. And Victor instantly, it's like, okay, when can, when can you guys come? 
he's very encouraging of people. He's he's very giving. Uh, Victor is the kind of person I can say, bros now. You know, let's do a payment plan, <laughs> and bros will accommodate. Bros will accommodate me. You know, he's a wonderful person. And I remember the last time he came to see me, we spoke about so many things. There's so many things about this man that fascinates me. One, his love for Nigeria is it's just so inspiring and all things Nigerian. It's challenging because, I mean, those of us who live in Nigeria know how sometimes very frustrating it can be. Victor is not blind to the faults of Nigeria, but he's very optimistic you know, about a new Nigeria and not just a new Nigeria, but a new Nigeria that embraces the old. And that's one thing I really love about him. He's extremely generous. We spoke and I told him, you know, I've got so many paintings and I'd love to start collecting some sculptures. I have a few. And I remember Victor, was it before Christmas or after Christmas, Victor called me and said, oh, um, can I, I'm sending my driver to your house. Let me have your your address because I know the place but I don't know the address and I got home to find was it Queen Amina no, uh, no sorry it wasn't Queen Amina it was Queen um, Idia he had a busk of Queen Idia that he had bought for me as a Christmas present and I'm like wow I was I called him immediately and I just was going on about how grateful I was he really is an amazing person so when I got the email about his birthday. I, I'm crazy busy at work, but I just had to make sure I was there for him because he's, he's not just, I'm not just a client of his. He's become a friend. He's become a brother. We've had calls to have tea at Fortnum and Masons in London and just talk. And every conversation with him is memorable. Every engagement with him um, just wants to... I love everything about him. I love his family because of who he is. And I love, above all, his paintings. Um, the first work I bought, one of the first pieces of work I got from him was from the Postcards from Italy series. And I love that political commentary that runs through his, his work. The, you know, he's very intentional about everything he does and about his creativity. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about him. So, again, you know, somebody spoke about how he's evolved as an artist. And I'm just so grateful and humbled to be part of that journey. And I really wish you, you know, somebody said something about uh, when you stepped out. They said, uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> and I was quick to say, no, Victor stepped out because you're unique you're a great man in your own right. And gosh, eye has not seen, as they say, ear has not heard, nor has it even entered into the hearts of men or even into your heart, the things that God has ordained for you. And I just cannot wait to see it unfolding over the next few years. I'm, I'm really thankful and humbled to be your friend and to be here to celebrate today with you. Thank you. Bless you. This is your host, Molara Wood, coming in with a bit more scene setting. It gets darker and colder in the gardens of the Selman Marrakesh, but the conversation continues to flow, touching on the subject of looted African art treasures in the museums of the West. The artist himself speaks on several matters, including his friendship with Tony Khan, 
who he refers to as TK. Next up is Sam Umukoro, who served as MC for the birthday dinner. We've heard quite a bit about Hamala already. Now, here's the point where Black Soup enters the mix. My name is Sam Umukoro. Uh, the first time I met Victor was through Tony Khan. But I'll say every time I'm at a crossroad, Victor pops up. I remember when I wanted to leave a well-paying oil and gas job and we met up and I had a conversation with Victor and I realized that I was on the right path to leave a job most Nigerians would give their right eyes to keep literally. And I left Nigeria and went to England and again Fast forward years later, I was at a crossroad. I remember that night from Oxford Street, Victor. Um, I was at a very low ebb. I just received the news that wasn't pleasant. I didn't know what to do. Um, I lived in the Midlands. I wanted to go back to the Midlands. But typical Victor, very kind and generous. And we were literally awake all night. Um, Victor opened up to me the way nobody has ever done, uh, maybe apart from Tony Khan. Um, Victor spoke to me about his experiences living abroad, being an immigrant, and that was quite encouraging for me because I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that there was a dark, there was a light at the, uh, after the dark tunnel. Um, I left for the Midlands and I started um, publishing Samumukuro interview after that conversation with Victor. He doesn't know this, but I, I will not miss this opportunity to tell him this. Um, he gave me the courage to pursue my dream um, because one of the things I, I learned from him that night was everything you want is on the other side of fear and impossible was not in his dictionary and I told myself that um, I had no reason not to push back the frontiers of fear. So I started an interview column and it was I ran it for a while and again I had reason to pick up paid employment. So I'm lucky to have two confidants, Tony and Victor and I will sound Tony out, I will go to Victor, get his own opinion and I'm usually very lucky when both of them are on the same page with me. I came back to Nigeria, I took another plunge to leave also a thriving media company to pick up employment and Victor as usual again was the compass to navigate through that uncertain waters of paid employment. Again after a couple of months again like I said I always meet Victor at Crossroad he pops up I needed to move again and it was Victor again um, I ran back to him. So when I when I described him as a man with um, great sagacity and wisdom I wasn't paying lip service or neither was I being patronized Victor is a very wise man and I've always drank from that spring of wisdom that Victor freely gives and somebody talked about Amala I will not forget black soup <laughs> if you know Victor you know Pandediam and black soup I enjoy that um, living in Lagos alone usually is not very easy um, especially when you have to feed off bookers and restaurants and you really don't get the kind of home cooking you, you want but Victor's place is one place on on my way home, I always stop by. His doors are always open. The wife is always welcoming. I will never miss this opportunity to say, Victor, happy birthday. Um, you're a quintessential artist. You're an all-round good man. Um, your God will continue to enlarge your coast. You, you're a blessing to this generation. And I'm privileged to be called your friend and your younger brother. I'm Timmy Obasaki. I'm Victor Ihameno's younger brother from another mother. Um, two things I wanted to mention. One is black soup. 
Uh, I'd been in Lagos for, I think, 15 years. And I kept telling people that one of the reasons I went back to Benin was for black soup. And then I met Victor. I still go to Benin, but no longer for black soup. Because I have black soup in Victor's house almost every other Sunday. Um, Victor is full of wisdom. In my mind, I see him not as an artist or an author or anything else, but a Renaissance man. A true... Victor is the picture of reinvention. So there was a day he sat me down because I'd come to him for some counsel as usual. And he started by saying, let me tell you a story. And then he told me two and three and four and five. If I were to ever write a book, it would be based on that conversation with Victor. Um, he's a man who has an open heart. Not just open, but large heart. Victor does not know the meaning of fear. And this is beyond lip service. He lives it every day. If there's one thing I wish for him, it is that what he makes happen for other people, God will consistently make happen for him. Happy birthday, Awane. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Your family is my family. My family is your family. Keep soaring. My name is Babalola Oyele. I met Victor a few years ago at the home of a fellow collector. Uh, the guy was having a meet and greet with Victor. He invited a few of us around. And he'd mentioned Victor to me a few times uh, before then, probably for about a year. And he kept saying, you have, to, you have to buy this guy's work. You have to buy this guy's work. And I kept saying, oh God, the price is too much for me. I cannot afford it. Um, and I never bought it until that meeting at his house with Victor. We sat down, shared a few drinks, had good conversation. And it's, it's very funny how just on the basis of conversation, in my mind, I agreed with the guy that day that, yes, I have to buy this guy's work. It was just purely from the conversation we had on that day. And there's a common theme that has been mentioned here tonight, which involves liquor. And I think that is the thing that bonded Victor and I um, beyond his work. It's, it's whiskey. Um, we, we, we both love whiskey. Um, I have gifted Victor a few bottles of some very nice whiskey. And in return, um, Victor has given of his time. And there's something that's also another common theme here, which is Victor's wisdom. Um, to me, I'm a collector as far as Victor is concerned. But we've gone a bit beyond the usual artist-collector um, perspective and actually built a relationship where there's something that is on my mind and I can show up at Victor's studio and we can have a conversation around this thing that's on my mind and Victor can share of his wisdom and share of his knowledge um, to help me sort of unravel that thing that was on my mind and, and I think on that basis for me someone said Victor is a good guy I, I, Victor is a great guy he's not just a good guy he's a great guy he's an absolutely great guy he's a very personable person um, he's it's, he's the only artist that I have been able to establish such a relationship with. Um, it's not just a matter of, I like your art, I want to buy your art. It's actually something that's gone beyond just that uh, artist-collector relationship into a friendship. Uh, and, and I really appreciate that. So, 
Victor, happy birthday. I have a special gift for you. I didn't want to bring it to Morocco because I wasn't sure about how they will behave at customs here. <laughs> so your gift is going to be waiting for you in Lagos. Um, we celebrate you. Um, you are an icon of our generation. It's, it's quite phenomenal for me that we all have the opportunity to be friends with you. Because in decades to come, people will talk about you. And our children will be able to say, well, my dad knows that guy. It's, it's a phenomenal thing for me. People don't appreciate when moments like this are happening. This is a special moment right here. It's a very special thing that we've been able to build a relationship with you and appreciate you. Um, we will see you going to even greater heights. Um, and we will be right behind you as you keep pushing those boundaries. We'll be right there behind you. And I also believe that this cause that you are fighting to bring our work back to Nigeria is something that again will be celebrated in ways that you would not even know right now. So please keep on being who you are. We're right there with you. Have a very great birthday and just thank you for just being who you are, Victor. Happy birthday. My name is Osaitin Oswald Gobadia. Wow. A lot of great things have been said about Victor this evening. I'm actually overwhelmed just listening to all of these amazing things said about a, an amazing guy. Uh, I met Victor at a place called Lifehouse uh, about 100 years ago, it feels like now. And uh, for years we've been saying that we're going to hang out and, and just get to know each other. And since we finally did, we're now somewhat inseparable. I actually don't know where Victor finds the time because it seems like you're inseparable with about 20 people. <laughs> So, <laughs> Victor, you go yourself. Victor is 50. Victor, I mean, all I have for you is prayer. I think um, the prayer has been said over and over again. Um, what you do for others will be done to you at a multiple. That's our prayer for you. Um, I'll tell a story about that. So, I recently embarked on a project that I almost have no business being in. Um, it's a writing project. And I, um, it was a joke that led into basically 10 chapters of a book. So I said to Victor, Victor, can you just read this thing for me? You know, Victor is like, ah, I'm so busy. Ah, this, that, I have to go. You have this works. I have this works. So I said, Victor, just look at it. It's a very easy read. Next thing you know, Victor gives me a call. He says, send me the word version. I said, ah, why does he want the word version? Victor went ahead and started editing the whole thing. And this thing that has gone through maybe two other editors, you know, the things he came up with just took it to another level and probably saved us from, lack of better words, what we call an embarrassment because some of the mistakes didn't make any sense. Um, so that's the kind of guy Victor is. And I think that story is just a testament to, in his business schedule, because that was right before he ran to South Africa and, and this and a number of other things, he took the time to read the book and give us feedback, which we really appreciated. My writing partner and I really appreciate. So Victor, the story plenty, not be today. So you're blessed, bro. It's been so uh, moving and inspiring what everyone has had to say about Victor Ekameno. Uh, the artist Victor himself is here with us. So I'll just let him say a few words before I then go to the discussions. Thank you, Malara. And um, thank you, everybody. It's, it's, it's quite interesting to, to be in Marrakesh with some of the most uh, wonderful, amazing people and uh, friends that... Um, I've made over the years, some before I came to Nigeria and some after I've returned. Some are quite new. 
and it's really interesting to listen and and hear this why one is still alive you know mm-hmm. so um <laughs> that is kind of again like i said is it's kind of weird i don't know if anybody has ever sat back to listen to their own interview and the way your voice sounds is always weird you know so but um I, I really I, I'm grateful. Every, everything every, anybody is saying and everybody is saying today is um, something that I I would say that I picked from my dad because um, a lot of people, when I was growing up at the age of five already, by 5 a.m., people were already in our house with, you know, different kind of things. And my father would have a conversation with them and I would listen. And, you know, when they leave, I was quite inquisitive. Apart from the fact that I always like to look at artworks, but I always asked my father questions. Because, I, I mean, my sister is about four years older than me. My brother had already left home to to secondary school from secondary school after he graduated he left for the u.s so i had my dad to myself so um i will always ask him questions i will always follow him i will always watch how he does things and how people would come and we had a very big open door policy tk mentioned about coming back and i hate solitude to be honest with you i really just can't handle solitude at all i've i've gone to some of the most beautiful places in the world i will be lonely not not for the fact that i'm not being served and all this but i just want my friends around i'll send tk pictures of breakfast of 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 lunch and why marrakesh today over the past few days has been so beautiful is that i'm able to actually uh, have all my friends around for us to laugh and and move around and actually see some of the beautiful things that we'll be sending to each other me i call out an exhibition outside nigeria to actually look at works and talk about them and i'm grateful for the for the kind of friends i wouldn't say i'm that perfect i have my flaws but a plenty where well where you understand you know so one of the funny thing that people don't understand is that it's me and TK that actually fight the most. You understand? Just like squeeze face. Will tell me, hey, bro, this one, this one. I say, okay, fine. It, it's all right. We will get over it. You know. So after after like one day or two days, usually don't last more than two days or three days. Then we are back to it again. And you know, bros, what are we doing and all of that? I don't have much to say. Like I said uh, before, I, but I just want to be grateful for the kind of friends that God has brought my way and the kind of relationships that we have had. You know, it's not necessarily about even the art because people collect me. Some of my biggest collectors are here. I'm not going to be mentioning names, but but it's just that appreciation, the fact that we're able to talk about these things passionately. We're able to talk about art passionately, literature, life, family everything just generally by the time i start telling you that i it's not about you buying my work when i start telling you bros buy this one i will warn you i say look i'm not hustling you i i won i'll say i'm not hustling you but i'm just showing you that it's not even my work but could be somebody else's work and it's the joy and the excitement that i get from that in you know so there are the writing side there are the art side luckily enough today we have some of my friends from the writing side chica was around you know you are around but you 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 cross both uh, boundaries so i'm really grateful i'm thankful for the people that i've spoken and i know they mean it and um I I hope that uh, God will give us long life to celebrate each other and uh, we'll continue to celebrate each other. Thank you very much, guys. Earlier on, I was talking about you creating 
space and um, other people came up later to talk about the physical space angels and muse but i was actually at that moment talking about this idea of you creating a space uh, in people's minds in the community and so on and so forth making uh, possible uh, those those conversations you were saying just now about you know, recommending art to people. But I also remember in the days of Next, we'd be in meetings and you would be doing what to the um, lay, lay person would seem like doodling yeah. and you'd give that piece of paper to whether it was it would be Tela, uh, Tefa, Tiligiado or myself. And sometimes I rummage through the house looking for these things, thinking, gosh, it's 10 years on, it must be worth something. <laughs> you know, that kind of generosity. So you've always been uh, th- that, that, that kind of person. Um, as you were talking about collecting art, Romy Siche said, and the people you've collected. So you, we are all really here because you are a collector of people also talk to us it's a conversation we're having about why it's important to make all these links with people who ordinarily perhaps would never be seated around the table as we are now about 10 or 12 of us people floating in and out why is that important or is that something that you do instinctively um i would i would come back quickly to the that is kind of instinctive in the sense that um, I'm one of those that believe that uh, a ladder doesn't have only one step otherwise it's not a ladder uh, and I also feel I also believe in building bridges rather than um, uh, barriers they both start with B you know um, this the thing is that you can there's there's a lot you cannot do by yourself there's a whole lot that whole uh, of building community of building team of building like-minded people and i was very serious when i said that there are people among my friends that i'm hoping that tomorrow they will be leaders in their own uh, political leaders they will be like uh, this thing because i mean I, I can pick up the phone and say, dude, you are messing up right now. This was not the plan. Because if we can have one, one, one place to say this, this state is working, a reference point in Nigeria to say that state is working and we know that it's our guy because he can't come and start bullshitting to us because we know what we have said for the past 10 years. To say, if you get there, this is what you are going to do. You can't go there now and say, oh, because uh, John was there or because these community people were there and all of those things. No, you can no longer say that because you knew these people were there. We had had this conversation and we have talked about how you are going to cross that river when you get there. You know, So I, I like different eclectic friends. I like collecting different friends and different places and all of those things. But the interesting thing is that we always meet at different places. I mean, like, Kola, it wasn't even art that we met first. He was working uh, in Professor Sylvester, um, you know, from the presidency now. Uh, Sylvester Monnier. Yeah, so the also was real, you know. So and he was he was doing something then, and later years, like a year or two years later, I think I was an, in an exhibition. He walked up to me, I was like, "I know you," and and it clicked right away that we've met. So it's quite interesting that even Ek said that he met Okonjo Ewela recently, and you know. Yes, so and I went. I yes, exactly. Yes, I let him talk about that. Yes, yeah, I interviewed. Uh, I went, met with her, photographed her in the Ministry of Finance. She was uh, Minister of Finance then, I think. You know, I photographed. I still have pictures. Of, but I mean, she didn't meet me 
as an artist, she met me completely under a different um, situation. So, intuitively, I like when I when I see what what you are is about. I can't really say, oh, these are the criteria for me collecting friends. But it's just that I, I guess when our spirit agree with each other. Sometimes, if a few years, I probably won't remember how I met Kayo Day because we are so close now that I don't even remember how who introduced me to her. But I know that probably was true then. Really. But we have become so close with his family and his mom, and I'll go there. And I'll be going somewhere like, but where you day at day house? Okay, I'm coming. It was also one of the reasons for me coming back. It's not like I like ticket those. I wasn't suffering in America, <laughs> you know. So, but I realized that I didn't, I didn't have my friends that I wanted. Friendship fuels me, and I and enjoy it. You understand, you know. So yeah. You've said, uh, Victor, that yeah. some of your biggest collectors are here. You're not going to name any names, and we're not going to name any names either. We don't even know who the biggest ones are, but I will be relying on some of them, uh, you know, to talk to us about pieces that really speak to them, that they find memorable. It may or may not be in their collection, but they, they will be required to touch on uh, your, your art that they find meaningful. So we'll go to Ikeanya. So you, you met Dr. Ngozi uh, Okonjo Iweala, and somehow the two of you got talking about Victor's art. What's that about? So it was, uh, it was serendipity. Um, yesterday on my way here, I was at Heathrow Airport um, in the security queue, uh, you know, sort of packing our bags and all that. And I turned and looked, and next to me was a very familiar figure. And so I went up to her and I said, uh, good evening, good afternoon. And um, it was uh, Dr. Okonjo Iwela, um, who also grew up in Osaka as I did. So there was that connection and we talked about that. And she said, "How do? You, uh, where are you going to? Because we are at the airport, obviously. And I said, I'm going to Marrakesh for um, the artist Victor Hikamanel's 50th. And she said, oh, Victor, yes, I don't think I have any of his work. And we started talking about him and his work, and I said, "Well, I'm sure we can remedy that, because um, I'm, you know, I said, you know, I know that he has always. I think Victor's art was probably the first um, art I bought for myself. My father has always collected art, and um, I mean, one of the images I have of Victor actually is the first time I took him to our family home and how excited he was seeing some of the Nsuka artists and you know his familiarity with them you know people that many people don't know about and he was like oh my goodness this is Anobi Odechuku oh my goodness you know this is Atayo Denaike this is Elana Tsui and you know this is before these people became really um, popular and you know for me that's one of the things about Victor you know it's just that sense of not having to explain things you know, he understands it, he gets it, he, 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 he's a genuine artist. You know, I look at all the ways in which he manifests his art, you know, in fashion, in, you know, you talked about doodles, you know, it's just, it, it, it comes naturally. And that's, I think, is part of why I say his studio is a happy place for me. Because when I'm there, I meet people, I talk to people, we have conversations where I just feel, you know, I can talk about the most mundane things, things that I've observed that to most people, they just think, well, why is that important? And, you know, I talk about it, and Victor's like, oh, wow, bros, you know, ah, that's heavy. 
And, you know, we just get that. You know, last time I was there with my elder brother, you know, it was fascinating. He had a group from Germany who were interviewing him about a documentary on returning, um, you know, stolen artwork. And, you know, Victor opened my eyes on that point because up till then I had been pretty much of the school of thought, but, you know, if this stuff is returned, where are the museums and galleries where we are going to put them? And Victor said something very profound, which has stayed with me, which was, uh, let them return it to the place where it was taken from. The wind that was beating it, let it be beating it. The rain that was falling on it, let it be falling on it. And I thought, actually, that's true. Because when you think about it, it's like me saying, Malara, this your dress is so beautiful and so important to the world that you can't keep it. We have to hang it in a special place. It's like, no. That my one room apartment, let it be there. If rat is eating it, let it eat it. Because it's mine. You know, now it's something really profound that Victor, you know, taught me and showed me. And, you know, it's a conversation I've raised with friends, you know, in cultural institutions in Britain, you know, who think, well, you know, the British Museum or the British Gallery is holding this for humanity. I'm like, no, you can't hold it for humanity. You know, if Bini people made it, if it, if it, if it burns under Bini people, let it burn. And let, you know, the record say that the, there was a people who made this art a hundred years ago and 400 years on their children let it burn and that's what history is about and that's what life is about and that's what the cycle of history is about and so you know it's that it's, you know there are very few people who I can have those kind of conversations with and Victor's open-heartedness you know when I talk about you know being open-hearted it's is that ability to transcend you know, the petty, you know, the art world and literary world can be very, while they can also be very elevated, they can also be very, very petty and down. And, you know, and Victor is just beyond that. You know, he just is. You take him as you see him, he says it, he's friends with everyone. He, you know, his place is open to everyone. And I think, you know, that's the genuine mark of a, a true artist, of someone whose heart is really embedded in the art. It's not embedded in, oh, I like this person, I don't like this person, I like the way her face looks, or I like, you know, it, it just is. And, and, you know, I think that it's something that is so rare and so genuine. And, um, you know, that's why, like you said, I would, if this was happening in Iceland, I would have found a way of making my way to Iceland to be here because as someone else said um, earlier, I think it was Baba Lola that, you know, I'm actually quite conscious in many ways that we are making history you know, and, and that's one of the, you know, people don't often know when you're living history that that's what you're doing and, 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 and you know, you, you think about, you know, people like the Bloomsbury set or, you know, whatever historical set and actually, it's, it's just the way we are now, you know, the way we are. These people say, oh, who was in Marrakesh when Victor celebrated his 50th? And, and what were they talking about? Um, and, you know, there have been so many moments of pride for me with Victor. You know, I remember his exhibition um, sort of off Bond Street where, you know, he produced this with the chaplets, you know, this incredible choral-like looking um, work where he was playing on the Catholic-Portuguese interaction with Benin, but using that to um, reflect. And, you know, and that's what I mean about Victor. His understanding of these connections, these random things that are not actually random, and 
yeah, so I, you know, that's part of why it's, it's, he's a wonderful person to know. I, I find him very thoughtful and authentic. I think it's the authenticity that comes through for me uh, with his work. And, and the other thing I find with, there's always a call back to identity and who you are in his work, certainly in the work that, that I find very compelling that he has, um, he has done, is that call back, back to identity, to your true identity. And I think just the ability to um, take what, everything that is good, even and bad, of, the, of history, of our history and of the past and, and current, and almost like try and redeem it, or even not even redeeming it, just telling the story that this is what it is about. This is where we have found ourselves, but this is not who we are. You know, I think for me, um, art has to always connect with me. You know, it has to evoke some emotion in me. Um, and Victor's work always does that uh, for me. And, and I think that's why I'm especially drawn towards his work. Um, but more so, I think every one of us who lives in Nigeria, works in Nigeria today, who has lived in the diaspora at some point in time, but who is back in Nigeria and in spite of, not because we don't have another passport that's got us into Marrakesh, <laughs> into Morocco, uh, but because of love of country, Every one of us who is there, who is struggling, who um, we, we hunger for a Nigeria we knew as children, but we also hunger for a Nigeria that we know is possible because of who we are, because of our identity as a people. So I hear him when he talks about the repatriation of our stolen identity. You know, let's, let's have it back let's like you say if we're going to burn it let's burn it but we won't you know and that's the amazing thing you know it's part of i think for me it's part of um slavery of a people when you take that which um which which is an expression of who they are and you put them behind glass cases in foreign lands let's let's have it back and let the people see it and connect with it and remember who they are and um i think it is part of our redemption as a people you know um and i don't think that we will we we despaired today i don't know who i was having a conversation with and we talked about how we have lost so many of our craftsmen um and our artistry as a people um, because of this drive to come to Lagos and, um, but not just so much to come to Lagos, but to neglect that which is who we are, you know, uh, for what we think is modernity, what we think is civilization, you know, um, but really we have it. And so for me, again, going back to Victor, it's just that authenticity, that call to redeeming the, your identity. Uh, those are the things that I love particularly about his works, no matter how bad it has become. So I always talk about postcards from Italy uh, and I see those hands still grasping, clawing, 
um, whether it's women, whether it's our gold, whether it's our land, whether it's our oil, you know, there's still that grasping. There's still that um, groping. Um, and it's really a case of hands off. Just take your hands off and let's have this back. Let's redeem that which, you know, how can you, how can you take something that is already yours and tell and just say to, 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 to the people you've stolen it from, um, we're taking it because you don't know how to look after it. You know, it's so paternalism, isn't it, it is. It is of the highest. It's very patronizing. Yeah. Yes, and it's still the enslavement, not just of the body but of the mind. You know, so you know, I'm I'm with you, brother, on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Participating in the conversation thus far are Kola Aino. Ike Anya, Tony Khan, Akin Oyebode, Kayode Adegbola, Ugoma Adegoke, Rom Isiche, Sam Umukoro, Timi Obaseki, Babalola Uyileye, Ayotola Jagun, Osaretin. Gobadia, Victor Eikameno himself, and me, your host, Molara Wood. Art for the People podcast is supported by Radio Now 101.9 FM, Lagos. Mima is our producer. The lovely music you hear is by Edaoto. We're not done yet. Art is longer than life. Victor Ejameno at 50 is in two parts. The conversation continues in the next episode, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ejabara was so tall,